Welcome to the Step In, Step Up podcast. This is a conversation designed to help you get the most out of your Step In, Step Up journey. Today, we have a great episode, so get ready. And welcome back to the Step In, Step Up podcast. For all of our faithful podcast listeners, we have an amazing show for you guys today, an amazing podcast. Now, once again, I find myself needing to uh, explain a few things to people. I said on a previous podcast that the all-time most listened to podcast that we've done on Step In, Step Up was when I had a co-host named Hannah Macias. And I said, guys, you go with what works. And so I said, we're bringing her back. And then the podcast that was number one fell to number two. And then I think Hannah just told all of her friends to go back and listen to it because it regained the number one status. The second podcast she was on is also doing very well. And I believe that good things come in threes. That's nowhere in the Bible, (laughs) but I believe good things come in threes. And so today we have with us once again, the Hannah Macias. Hannah, say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. Good to be back. All right. Now, one of our most popular segments on this podcast is simply five questions with Hannah. (laughs) Where I ask five of the most pressing questions of the day, mm-hmm. and we get we get Hannah's take, Hannah's opinion on them. Nice. So this. as a worship coordinator, worship leader, person who's connected to all things worship, Hannah, what oh, gosh. or who is an artist that you're currently vibing with? Oh, uh, we asked this question last time. I uh, know, but there's always a different answer. Okay, so it's actually the artist that you said you started listening to because of me okay, this morning. absolutely. John Mark Pantana. Tell us a little about John Mark Pantana. I honestly don't know a bunch. I just found out about him, like, last night because I was listening to new music, and he came up on one of my playlists because Spotify will do that thing where it'll start playing, like, related yeah. music. And he came up, and I was like, dude, this guy is amazing. And so I listened to his entire Love Secrets album, and it was, like, so good, like, revolutionary. All right, so for someone who's uh, who's maybe wanting to try something new or exciting— why should they listen to John Mark Santana? Like, tell me, like, what what makes him so exciting? What's what's? What? Yeah, I think okay. The first thing that I was drawn to was just like his like instrumentation. So the way that he developed the song, like it was just really beautiful. The composition of it, and then I think the lyrics were also just super heart touching. And I think that that's why I was just like super drawn to it because I was like, man, these lyrics are so sweet and so authentic. Um, and they're like a lot of them are Bible verses, and he puts a melody to them, and it's just really really sweet. So I just found it to be very relaxing, very calming. And I was going to bed, so it just okay. helped me go to sleep. I like nice. it. So if you're looking for something calm and relaxing. Check it out. Yeah. All right. That kind of transitions pretty well into question number two. What is a Bible verse or passage of scripture that is currently giving you hope? Ooh, that is so good. I think there's a few, but I think the one I was reading last night was in John 15, where Jesus said that these words I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Um, And I think that's giving me life and giving me hope right now because I think Jesus could have said a lot of things in that sentence. He could have said, I'm giving you these words to give you wisdom. I'm giving you these words to give you peace even. But he says, I'm giving you these words to give you joy. And so to me, I think it's just like revolutionary that God's first intention for the disciples was that they would have joy, that they would have this like everlasting sense of wild optimism that even though Jesus is going to leave them, that there's still something like remaining inside of them. And so I just thought that was pretty cool. I like it. That's pretty awesome. Um, Third question. We've got Packed with Love coming up soon. Woohoo, yeah. What are you most excited about when it comes to Packed with Love? I think I'm excited to see, like, just, I mean, man, I think all of us want to make a difference in the world, and we think, like, 
there's so many things that we want to change. But I think this is one of those lifetime opportunities where we can actually make a sustaining difference in people's life. When we all just come together, we sacrifice a few hours on a Saturday morning um, and we have no idea like what we're packing, how much that's going to like affect the people who are going to receive that gift on the other end. And so I think it's like if you actually want to make a difference in the world, which I think most of us do, this is one of those things where we get a chance to do that. I think that's pretty cool. I like it. I like it. All right. Now that we've gotten those unimportant questions out of the way, let's talk about two super, super important things. Okay. All right. It's almost September. A lot of places are bringing out their fall items. True, true. What are your thoughts on pumpkin spice lattes? Oh, uh, you know what? I have never had one from Starbucks. I know that that's like the place to get them. I've had an iced pumpkin spice latte and it was pretty good it wasn't like like game changing for me but it was like it was festive i could i could feel it i vibe with it okay it's pretty good all right now the most important question that i have for you today okay (laughs) recently something's come in the news and it's been pretty controversial Uh and people are taking sides people are taking sides (laughs) it's caused a lot of division it's caused a lot of people even amongst christians yeah Mm mm-hmm Popeyes, Popeyes has brought out a chicken sandwich. A freaking chicken that sandwich. That some say, that some say rivals Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. Mm, mm, Have you had mm. Popeyes new chicken sandwich and how do you feel about in comparison to Chick-fil-A's gold standard? Okay, so this could be like we could we could debate about this for hours, okay? This could be a lifelong conversation okay, because okay. if we're talking about quality of sandwiches, okay? Popeyes, I haven't had their sandwich. So I can't speak to that. Okay. But what I can speak to is the experience of eating the sandwich, which I think is just as equally as important as oh, yeah. eating a okay, sandwich, okay. right? So I don't have the same vibe of hospitality and just Jesus's like hands and feet. <laughs> when I walk into Chick-fil-A, as I it's not like that when I walk into Popeyes. You walk into Popeyes, it's like, hey, let me take your order. Good. Okay, here's a sandwich. It's great. Woo! Chick-fil-A gives you the experience from beginning to end. Okay. Everybody's sweet. Everyone's nice. The food is good. You know the food's gonna be good, but you really are going because you know that cashier is gonna bless you and change your life. The way that they're going to take your money and the way that they're going to serve you your food is going to revolutionize your experience. And that's why you go to Chick-fil-A. But what if it's Sunday? Jeremy. (laughs) If it's Sunday, we can go to Popeye's, correct? If it's Sunday, we go to Popeye's because uh, Chick-fil-A's closed. That's the only reason, though. All right. Well, thank you very much. That has been Five Questions with Hannah. Hannah, it is now time for what is probably our favorite segment of the podcast, where we get to honor the volunteer of the Mm -hmm. week, where we find somebody from within the Momentum family that we're like, hey, we love what they're doing. We love their attitude. We love the example that they set and just everything about that person. Mm. And so for this week, who do we have and why are they awesome? We are going to honor Kelly Krause. Kelly! Yes. Tell us a little bit about Kelly Krause. Man, there is a ton of reasons why I love this woman. But I think the couple reasons that come to mind is Kelly has been like this mother mentor role for me since I've arrived at Momentum. I haven't been at Momentum very long. Um, and when I got here, obviously I was a new kid on the block, so I had no idea what was going on. And she was just one of those people that just nestled me under her arm and was just like, hey, like you can do this. You were born for this. You were created to do this. And it has revolutionized the way. I've been using that word too many times already, but it really has changed yeah. the way that um, I've done ministry at Momentum. It really has given me just empowerment and encouragement to push on, especially in those days when you just don't feel like waking up or showing up. Yeah. Kelly was one of those people that always comes in with a smile, 
always ready to give her best, you know, best effort, best foot forward, always prepared. She's just like literally somebody that I want to be when I grow up. I, I really love her a lot. Awesome. Yeah, she's the bomb. You know, and I myself don't do much with the worship team, but I can I can promise you that Kelly Krause is that way everywhere she goes. Oh, yeah. Like you see her out in public. You see her in the courtyard. Sure. Whatever, she's always encouraging. She's always got a smile. She just makes people feel better yep. everywhere she goes. Amen. So, Kelly, thank you so much for your service. Thank you so Love much you, for Kelly. being a great volunteer. You are our volunteer of Woo-hoo, the week. Yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do, guys. As you guys know, we call this the Step In, Step Up podcast. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to help people step in and step up into the steps that God has for them. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this for the last couple months that we are launching a church in the first quarter of 2020. Mm -hmm. And in order to prepare, we want to be ready to start getting ready now. And so we've been for the last couple months, the last three or four months, we've been talking about a bunch of different things on this podcast just to get ready. We've been talking about what does it look like to step in and step up with your own spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about what does it look like to step in and step up and start serving and volunteering within the ministries of uh, Momentum. The last month we've been talking about what does it look like to step in and step up with our own generosity. The idea being that as people step in and step up, as we send people out, there are people there that are ready to take their place. And we're going to kind of bring that to a close today. The, what we're going to talk about today is kind of put a bow on the end of it. And the next time we come back with this podcast, it'll be looking at something new and looking at something different. But what we wanted to do today to kind of wrap things up is to talk about something that I think could easily happen to a lot of people um, as we talk about this. And what I want to talk about today are those two things that seem to plague so many people, guilt and anxiety. Hmm. What we don't want to have happen throughout this process is people feeling like, oh my gosh, my church is putting pressure on me. Mm -hmm. I need to start doing these things because if I don't, uh, I'm not a good enough Christian or I'm not, God doesn't love me. And and you start to feel super anxious and you're like, okay, I I don't know if I can do this, but I think I'm supposed to do that. And so uh, I see a lot of people get stuck in, I'm giving this credit to this next little part to a guy named John Ortberg because nice. he's who I heard it from. I don't know if he created. I don't know if he created it, but he's getting the credit for because he's where I heard it from. Right. But he talks about this trap that a lot of Christians get into, where he calls it uh, just calls it the guilt cycle. And he says people start off feeling like guilty because they're not doing enough. Right. Uh, you know, you hear a challenge. Hey, we need people to start serving and volunteering, or we need people to step up in their generosity. And they hear that, and then the first reaction is, I feel guilty because I don't give as much as I could, or I feel guilty because I'm not serving. And so then they say, the, the John Orberg says, what people go from there is they'll start to say, okay, well, because I feel guilty, I need to try harder. Right. And so they do. They start trying harder, and they do. They sign up out of guilt, or they start doing something out of uh, anxiety or fear or something like that. And they keep trying harder and keep trying harder, but the problem is, is when you're trying harder over and over and over again, eventually you get tired. Right. You get fatigued, and then you burn out. Mm. And when you burn out or you get just too tired, you quit. Yeah. Until you feel guilty again. Right. And then you start this cycle. Yeah. Absolutely. And then so it's a cycle. And he says, like, and there's so many people that can easily get trapped into that cycle. Yeah. And so the idea is, okay, well, then what do we do? Because the idea, we we do want people to serve. We do want people to give. We do want people to grow. But we don't want people stuck in the cycle of doing it out of guilt, doing it out of fear, doing it out of shame. And so what we're going to do on this podcast to kind of wrap up this season is we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture that Jesus spoke to people. And we're just going to break it down because I think in that 
it shows us how do we get out of the, the guilt cycle and how do we actually start to live the life that Jesus does call us to, but it's free of guilt. It's free of anxiety. It's That's free good. of shame. Yeah. And so I just want to kind of, I'm going to read this first in the NIV translation, and then I'm going to read it through the message paraphrase. But I, if we take a look at what Jesus says in here and we just break it down, I think it's going to help a lot of us that, it, that deal with serving from guilt or deal with serving from our anxiety or fear. And so in Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse 28, this is what Jesus says to the people. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then this is how the message paraphrase states it. Are you tired? worn out, burned out on religion. Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's good. Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Now here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. If we take these verses and break them down, I think we're going to do two things because I think people fall into one of two categories. The first one I talked about was the the guilt cycle, mm-hmm. and then you get these people that are like, well. I shouldn't do anything that makes me feel guilty. I right. shouldn't do anything that, that doesn't seem right. right. So they end up doing nothing at all, and they're mm-hmm. saying, well, that's because I'm choosing my own health. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well— It's like the self-care thing. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> self-care thing on steroids where it's like, yeah. I, I can't do anything stressful or hard right. because that's not taking care of me. And so yeah. they end up not helping anybody. Wow, wow. And so I don't want people to do nothing out of this false sense of self-care. Gotcha. I also don't want people burning themselves out. Yeah. I think there's a third way, and I think— these verses that Jesus um, is speaking kind of point to that third way because in them, he does give a lot of instructions. Right. Like he does tell them a bunch of different things, the people to do things, but it's through this life-giving sense. Yeah. And so I just wanted to look like, here are the things that he tells the people to do in those verses. He says, come to me, get away with me, walk with me, work with me, watch me, learn from me, keep company with me. So there's definitely hmm. a sense that you should be doing something, something, yeah. But it's always alongside or with Jesus, yeah. That's so good. we're gonna we're just gonna break those down, hey, Hannah. Anytime you're like, hey, tell me more about that, or that didn't make sense, or explain that more, just jump in. But I'm just gonna go through. I'm gonna read it again. I'm gonna read the verses again, the the message paraphrase, and then we're just gonna break it down piece by piece. This is what it says again: Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm -hmm. All right. The first thing that he says, or the first kind of command he gives, is he says, come to me. Yeah. If you want this life where you are growing and you're not doing things out of guilt, but you are still you are still becoming more of who you were created to be, it starts with coming to me, coming and we're coming to Jesus actually. Yeah. And I think about that in the way of like, you've got to want to choose life. Hmm. 
You've got to want to be a part of these things. And what Jesus is saying here is that like when you're tired of a certain way of life, when you're tired of the guilt trap, when you're tired of the guilt cycle and you want something different, it starts by coming to him. Yeah. Now, I mean, this is like this is Jesus one on one. But most of us or a lot of us have chosen something other than Jesus Mm -hmm. to try to satisfy life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't like the way life is going, so we try something else. And I I love just the simplicity. The very first invitation in this this, uh, list that Jesus just simply says is, hey, come to me. And then the second one that he says is, get away with me. Now, spending time with Jesus is one of those scenes like we're all like, oh, I know I should do that. Yeah, absolutely. I should spend time with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But we forget that like... That is the foundation for all of the good things Absolutely. that we want to have come later. Right. Uh, and and it, it's not even like this is like, I mean, we can over-mysticize this and we can for over-spiritualize sure. yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. But think about this just in terms of real life. If I want to have a good relationship with my wife, I have to spend some time one-on-one with her. For sure. I mean, yes. Can we do stuff in groups? Absolutely. Can we do stuff as part of a crowd? Absolutely. Can you spend time with Jesus in a with 200 other people on a Sunday morning? Absolutely you can. But at some point, you've got to spend time with him just one-on-one. Uh, and it, same thing like with, like with my daughter. <clears throat> there are rhythms and practices I have where I just do things just with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call them D&E days, Dad and Alicia days. Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so I... And, it's a pattern that we've established because it keeps the relationship strong. Wow. Same so thing good. with my son. I just call that DNA days. Yeah. Dad, dad and Axton days. Yeah, yeah. Sa- Saturday mornings, I let Kim sleep in and him and I just go and do stuff. Yeah. And it's not super like good on my part because then I take a nap Saturday afternoon while she has them. But, you know, yeah. uh, it's just time away. Yeah. That's what Jesus is asking. He's saying, okay, come to me and then get away with me. Away and with out me. of that relationship... Things are going to grow. Yeah. Things are going to come. Yeah. His next one is walk with me. Um, I think about when I think about walk with me, it's like, okay, you're going somewhere in life. Right. You, you, everybody has a general direction. And here's what we do. Most of the time we ask Jesus to come and be with us in our worry and our anxiety mm-hmm. and our guilt. And instead Jesus is saying like, no, 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 no. You come with me. Right. You walk with me. Right. I, this is a really different, it sounds very similar, but it's a, it's a really different concept to say, I'm walking with Jesus versus I'm asking Jesus to walk with me. Hmm. Those are two separate things because one, you're saying, Hey, this is my life. Right. I want Jesus to be a part of it. Right. That is a completely different scenario than I'm following Jesus where he is going. Right. Because otherwise we keep getting mad at Jesus for not fixing the life we're trying to live yeah. instead of living the life um, that he has for us. And I think of this in terms of just like, this This should be, and I'll explain this here in a, with a concrete example in a second. This should be really freeing for us, for mm-hmm. us because when we're like choosing to walk with Jesus, it frees us from the pressure of trying to live our life a certain way to please somebody. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean by that. Um, when I was in college, I was getting a degree in secondary education to become a teacher. There was a girl in our program, because you kind of moved with the same like, we were all we were all English teachers, and right. I think that we were going to be English teachers. And there was like thirty of us in the program, and there was this one girl who you could tell she hated it. Right, you could tell she was getting no joy out of it. She could tell that there was not fun for her. And I remember just like we were a group of us were talking once, and come to find out, 
her mom was a teacher. Her dad was a mm-hmm. teacher. She had a grandparent that was yeah. like a teacher. It was kind of expected that she, she was going to be a teacher. A teacher. Yeah. And so, like, there was this pressure on her to say, hey, this is the future that they have for you. Yeah. And she's living into that and feeling like yeah. this is what I have to do. To do. Yeah. Now, that's a very concrete example. But I think if most people have some form of that where there's some outside pressure or maybe it's even an internal pressure of here's who I've got to be and here's what my future has to look like. Yeah. And when Jesus is saying walk with me, what he's saying is like, no, 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 no. All those external pressures, all those external things that telling you that you're supposed to be a certain way or you're yeah. supposed to be a certain person. All of those aren't from me. Yeah. Walk with me and I'll show you who you truly are. Yeah. Like he says, what is he? That's I'm going to so go back. Good. He says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the, and I love this, I love this phrase, learn the unforced rhythms of, of grace. grace. So good. Now, what is grace? It's the unmerited favor of God. Yeah. Like you don't think of grace as being pressure. You don't think of grace as being expectations that you'll never live up to. Right. Jesus is saying, walk with me. And when you do this, you're going to become exactly who you were always created to be. That's so good. And I, I don't know. Have you listened to the message? Sorry, my thoughts are like stirring because literally go for it, go I for it. just listened to Erwin McManus's message, I think from maybe this past Sunday. And he was talking about, it's just this great like way that he explains it, but it's so going on in what you're talking about where he's saying like, where the church is so focused, like religion is so focused on trying to get people to make sure like their behavior is right. But he was like, really what God is trying to get you to do is realize who you truly are inside of you, who God has actually created you to be and yeah. unleash that as opposed to putting like, like chains and like reins on you and like hold you back and make sure that you do like these orderly things. And you know, you do all of these things that Christians quote unquote are supposed to do. It's like, no, you actually have all of that inside of you. God has given you the Holy Spirit. It's already there. And the fact is that the Lord just wants to help you unleash that. Absolutely. And I thought that that was so like yeah. crazy. Like that's so good. Yes. Yeah. And again, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep going with that. Cause like the next thing that Jesus says is walk with me, watch and learn. And I think about this, have you seen the, um, have you seen the YouTube clip or I think it was YouTube. I don't know where the little boy, he must be like two years old. He's dribbling around and he's playing basketball with his dad and he Mm -hmm. shoots it and the ball goes like a foot above his head. But the dad grabs it real quick and tosses it in the basket. And so the little boy's running around thinking he made it. it. I think that's the same invitation that Jesus, he said, said, hey, watch me, work with me, learn. And here's the deal. Not that because of that, we're going to do something awesome. But that when we are working alongside Jesus yes. in our lives, yes. he takes what we're doing and then just multiplies it That's by a so thousand. Good. That's so and good. what we what we could not do on our own, uh, he does for us. I think about this like so often we're trying to get somewhere in life. I need to be a better person. Mm-hmm. I need to be more generous. Mm-hmm. I need to be a better servant. I need to be a better dad, whatever. And we just try so hard and we try so hard and we try so hard. And then we get stuck in that guilt cycle. Again. Yeah. But I remember this. Like, here's the deal. I am not a golfer. But I've, I've been golfing several times. Right. I've been to the driving range. And I, I totally remember the first time I ever picked up a set of clubs. And I was thinking, you know, if I want the ball to go far, yeah. I've got to grip it really tight and swing it really hard. Right. And that's actually the last thing you want to do. Wow. You want to, I mean, yeah, you want to have a good grip and you want to swing. But the, the harder and more like brute force strength you try to use, hmm. the more wild your shot is. Hmm. The thing is, let the club do the work. Hmm. Hold on to it, swing it without like a bunch of crazy extra strength, and it will it'll hit the ball. Now, yeah. here's the deal: I'm still a horrible golfer, you know, whatever. <laughs> like that. But like, there's a, there's a marked difference between trying to force it, yeah, and letting the club do the work. That's so good. Uh, 
I, I, I think about this too. Like I, like I said, I used to be an English teacher and the school that I was at, um, the job I had was about 80% of the school was on free or reduced lunch. And my job was basically, I had all the kids in the school for nine weeks. So I would see like a fourth of the school for a nine week block. Then I'd see another fourth. And my job was basically to make sure that they could read at grade level so they could pass the state test. Mm -hmm. And this is going to sound, this is going to sound like really like cheating or something like that. But one of the things I found that let kids read the best, like to help them learn to read the best was just simply to give them the time to read. Yeah. Like so many of them had been like, oh, you need to try this strategy. You need to try this strategy. And there's, there's some good stuff in all the strategy. But for so many of those kids, no one had ever given them anything they were interested in Mm. and then given them the time to read about it. Wow. So like part of it was like, instead of trying to force this or technique this, it's like, I gave a lot of, I gave, I don't remember some of these kids like, Hey, you want to, you like basketball? Here's an article about LeBron James. I love that. Here's yeah. 15 minutes. Just read it. Yeah. That's it. Like, I just want you to read it just and read stuff it. like that. Yeah. And getting them in the habit of learning to read, getting them in that, giving them time and space to do it yeah. grew something in them that you could not produce just simply by try harder, try harder, right. try harder. Right. And so what is Jesus saying to us? He's saying like, watch me, learn from me work with me. Yeah. And out of that, I'm going to grow something in you. That's so the unforced good. rhythms of grace, grace that yeah. you could not produce on your own. Yeah, that's so good. And then what does he say? And this is the one where I think like so many of us we know this intellectually, but we forget to keep coming back to it. The final thing he says is keep company with me. Hmm. There isn't a time where we've learned it well enough that we're like, okay, I'm good. I don't need Jesus anymore. Right. But if you add, if you looked at it, we're like, okay, yeah, I, I've, I've learned enough and I'm going to go do my own thing. But then life starts to get hard and we're like, oh man, why is, why is it getting hard again? Or why is this getting tough? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm not spending time with Jesus. Like, look at the second part. He said, keep company with me and what? And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Yeah. The promise is spending time with Jesus keeps us out of that pattern of heaviness, keeps us out of that pattern of getting stuck. Mm -hmm. And so as we wrap this up and as we're talking about, like I said, when we're talking about all this stuff about we're asking people at Momentum to take actual real steps, the thing that we want to keep coming back to over and over again is we're asking you to deepen your relationship with Jesus. That's so good. Yeah. And as you do that, these are some common steps that people take. Yeah. So here's the deal. Do not start serving because you feel that like the pastors are telling you to, and you're going to be a bad person if you you don't. don't. Yeah. Spend a lot of time with Jesus. Mm. And as you spend time with Jesus, serving should be something that flows out of. Now, I'm not saying that there's not going to be days that it's not hard. Of course there are. There's plenty of Sunday mornings where I'd much rather sleep in. You know, there's plenty of, there's plenty of Sunday mornings (laughs) where I'd rather be like, you know what? Let somebody else deal with your yes. kids instead of me, right. you know, something like that. I'm not saying yeah, that it's always going to be like this blissful, happy or yeah. something like that, but it flows out of a love for Jesus, yeah, not an obligation good. from the world. That's so good. Uh, generosity, the same thing. At our last community group, it was really awesome because we always do a pitch-in meal. Well, this time everyone's like, I'm bringing my best. And so it was really funny because the theme was sandwiches and chips. Right. So you're like, you know, like, okay, yeah, just some bread, you know, peanut butter, or whatever. Right. No, people are like, okay, I'm making Monte Cristo. Oh, geez. Or I, uh, like, you I know, like this. making some, like, pulled pork barbecue. Where is this group at? Uh, you, yeah, you can come, come check out my group anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. We're adults, so we, we know how to cook. Yeah. Uh, 
And so, like, the idea was, like, hey, I want everyone to enjoy what I'm bringing, so right. I'm being, like, extra generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the people in our group, she, she's traveling all the time. Like, she has a job, like, literally, like, every right. Monday she gets on a plane. Every Saturday she gets back and right, you know, stuff like wow. that. And she comes and she's like, hey, I got you all gift cards because I just want to let you know that since I can't meet up through the week, I still care about you. Aww, I still love, I love you guys. That. And here's the deal. She wasn't doing that out of a sense of, like, guilt. She wasn't doing that because, like, well, I think this it. is what I'm supposed right, to do. No, it's right. like, hey, I love these people. I want to show them that I care. Yeah. Here's a way for me to demonstrate that. Even though my schedule doesn't allow it, here's a way for me to still show that. Show my affection. And yeah. group was awesome because people were doing it out of the overflow of Christ in them, not because, well, it's group and i got to bring some food, so right. I'll bring this, and hopefully that's good enough. The difference between joy and obligation is so big. And what mm. we want for people here at Momentum, and honestly just throughout all of San Diego, throughout all the world, is just serving with that joy. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that's so good. Yeah, and I think like the thing that kind of changed like the game for me as far as serving and avoiding it being religious and actually making it into like a relationship is like the first thing, if you're looking at this verse that you're talking about, or sorry, a different verse, but it's kind of the similar um, message. Okay. You go to John 15 where Jesus talks about abiding in me, which is yeah. very similar to Absolutely. this, this kind Absolutely. of concept here. But one of my favorite verses in that whole chapter, I love the whole thing, but where he calls me, he says, I no longer call you servants. Yeah. I now call you friends. Yeah. And so it kind of goes back to like what you're talking about with your relationship with your kids. It's like, I'm not having to spend time with my kids. I'm not forcing it. I'm doing it because I want to have a relationship with them. And so I think Jesus states the nature of the kind of relationship he wants to have with us. It's like, hey, I don't need you to be servants. I need you to be friends. And it kind of goes back to here in Matthew. He says, keep company with me. Walk with me. Do life with me. It's like, this is a choice because I love you, because I want to be with you, not because I need more people to serve me, not because I need more people to do good things for me. He actually wants people to like do life with him. And I think that that's just like changes everything. And the second thing I was going to say too, is like the thing that like blew my mind about serving is when I realized it became worship for me, as opposed to just being like, this is something I have to do. This is something I'm committed to kind of what you're talking about. Like I'm obligated to do this. I have to do it. It's when, okay, my servitude to God and my doing life with God was like, man, this is like this has become my everyday worship. This is my holy work with God. And I think we can do that with anything. I think a lot of times we think about serving and it has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way, but literally it can be, you can be washing dishes and it can become serving just because of the disposition of your heart. Just because you realize, man, I can spend this time in this moment, washing dishes and be connecting with the father. And so I think like all of our life can become a big service project. If we just make it into our worship unto God and we start inviting God in into the ordinary, the day to day, just the everyday stuff that we're involved in and saying, God, will you meet me here? Can we be intimate in this moment? Can we share this moment together? And I think that that just changes. And, yeah, and changes I think so everything. much. Absolutely. Cause I think so much of like, okay, here's what we know. Uh, the reports are out. There's, there's been enough research that's done on this. Like we have like crippling levels of anxiety and worry that yeah. are racking yes. most of society right now. Right, right. Um, in fact, it's almost rare to find someone who's like, "No, I'm actually pretty good on this." Right, you know, like, right. Well, here's the deal. What is? And once again, I'm not. I'm, I'm generalizing. There are definitely differences in For specific sure. people. Like, Absolutely. What is worry and anxiety? But like the difference between your reality and your expectations. Like, I think I'm supposed yeah, to be, that's good. I'm, th- I'm supposed to be blank, but I'm only this. this like I yeah. thought I would be more famous. I thought I would have a better handle on this by now, but I'm yeah. still here. I'm still here. And so then we beat ourselves up for not being where we think we're think supposed we're to supposed be in to life. Be. And then we, and then we feel anxiety because we're like, 
I don't know how to get there. Yeah. I, and so what is Jesus? Jesus is addressing that in this very thing where he's like, okay, here's the deal. You are loved exactly as you yes. are. Yes. And wanting to be, to grow is a good thing. Yeah. But let me transform you. Yes. And you follow me and I'll take care of the transformation. That's so good. And you don't have to worry about trying to get through through yeah. br- brute force effort. Right. And so then and then the pressure's off because who's the one that's changing us? Well, it's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So whose responsibility is it? Jesus. Jesus is. So what yeah. do I do? Just cooperate. Wow. Wow. I don't have to get there on my own. Own. Yeah. And so to kind of wrap it up, to kind of put a bow on all of this, um, we're encouraging you. We're encouraging people, hey, definitely keep growing spiritually. Yep. A path to growth is serving. A yeah. path to growth is generosity. Yeah. And the last thing we just want to talk about is, hey, we would love to have you guys as an example of this, as a way to practice this. Uh, here in a couple weeks on September the 14th, yep. we are doing Packed with Love. It's a two-hour event on a Saturday morning where from like 10 a.m. to noon, we're going to get together and we're just going to find a bunch of ways to bless other people. Mm. We call it packed with love because everything we're doing involves packing. We're doing care packages for homeless people that you can put together. And then anytime you're like driving by, you see one, you want to give them, boom, you're ready to go. Uh, We're packing backpacks for Southwestern College. So for all of the students that they have there that are trying to get ahead but are living out of a car or, you know, couch surfing because they don't have a place to live. This is just a way for us to let them know, hey, here's a backpack full of awesome things to let you know that you are loved. You matter to God. We're packing literal meals that we're going to ship overseas full of vitamins and all that kind of good stuff so that people can have food. And then we're packing um, care packages for teachers because if there's any group of people that could probably use some more love in society, teachers are definitely yeah, on absolutely. that list. Absolutely. And so um, we would love to have any yeah listeners, we would love to have any of you guys there. You can sign up for that through the Momentum app. You can sign up on a Sunday morning. Uh, there's a Facebook event. You can always let us know you're coming through that. Uh, Hannah. As we wrap things up, though, and as we are getting ready to put an end to the season, we can't go by without one final question. Oh, geez. So the final question for today is, what is the most important topping to have on a pizza? Oh, my gosh. Okay, the most important. I'm that person. I want everything. I want okay. all of them. I want the onions, the bell peppers, the mushrooms, the whole thing. Pepperoni. I want it all. Okay. So the most important is all of the above. It's all of the above. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Step In, Step Up. And that does it for this season of Woo-hoo! Step In, Step Up. When we come back. We made it. Yeah. When we come back, it'll be some new topics, some new things to help yes. us continue to become more like Jesus. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Peace.